Number one. This is the Trailblazers Irish podcast for Friday, July third, twenty fifteen. Ibrahim. My name is Conor Mwinichon and this is the Trailblazers Irish podcast brought to you by Black Knight, the only Irish-owned, ICANN-accredited domain name registrar. Each week we bring you an interview with an Irish trailblazer, someone who's building, creating, expanding, researching or otherwise blazing a trail. The one thing they all have in common is that they're using the new .irish domain extension for a website. .irish is the new top-level domain for the global Irish community. You don't have to live in Ireland. You don't even need an Irish passport. If you feel Irish, that's good enough. If you want to know more about .irish domain names, listen to all the podcasts and subscribe to get them delivered by magic, go to the website at trailblazers.irish. Our first episode is an introductory episode, so we've got two guests. Uh, one is Michele Nealon, co-founder and CEO of Black Knight Web Hosting and Domain Registrar. Michele is also the chairman of the Registrar Stakeholder Group at ICANN. He's a regular contributor at our other site, technology.ie, and you'll see him pop up here on trailblazers.irish as well. Our other guest is Gene Kieran. He's Global Head of Registrar Relations for .irish LLC. That's the company behind the new .irish registry. I began by asking Gene to tell us a bit more about his own background. Um, well, as you said, my name is Gene Kieran, and I've been involved with .irish since February of this year. And prior to that, I was in the registry industry and the telecommunications industry. And I joined the team in February because being an Irish American, this is something that I could be extremely passionate about. Um, it promotes my heritage. It promotes part of my identity. Um, and I think it helps to promote the presence of the Irish global community. How important is that a, an identity to, um, let's, let's say, the Irish global community, but I guess in particular, uh, Gene, the Irish-American community? We talk about wearing the shamrock uh, on St. Patrick's Day. It's something we do here in Ireland. It's something that Irish uh, people do abroad as well. Uh, but in a way, dot Irish is a little bit like having uh, a little bit of shamrock, wearing the bit of green, having a St. Patrick's Day badge or something like that. It is, but I think, uh, you know, we all celebrate St. Patrick's Day here, and there's different ways uh, that people go about celebrating it. But I think at its heart, um, for many Irish Americans, they are extremely proud of their heritage, and you will see that across multiple organizations in this country. Sometimes I think we're a little bit too focused on St. Patrick's Day, but Mm. the Irish American community has had a profound impact on the growth and the development of the U.S., Um, It's one of the largest immigrant communities in the U.S. and it's 70 million strong across the world. And that's kind of what's interesting, I think, Gene, about the the dot .irish uh, uh, top-level domain in a way, in that it recognises the fact that being Irish is about more than just geography. Uh, whether you're born here or whether you live here, it's a very small island, but there are multiples of the, the population of people who live in Ireland. Many more people worldwide identify with being Irish. And that's something you can do. And, you know, we may as well refer to, I think, the .ie domain, which is the official country code uh, domain, and which is run in a very... 
particular way uh, for various reasons and, and purposes. And, and one of those being that you have to be in Ireland or uh, involved in Ireland, uh, have a business or be resident in Ireland in order to register it. But in fact, there are many more people who are uh, interested in identifying with being Irish. And that's one of the things that Dot Irish provides. Absolutely. And uh, I, I would absolutely agree with you in, in, in your assessment of that. And to be clear, we, we by no means, by coming to market with .irish, wish to demean the efforts of .ie. But as, a, as the CCTLD being the two-letter domain, um, that's something that has been exclusive to, for the most part, but by all intents and purposes, it's been exclusive to the Republic of Ireland. .ie for the American uh, Irish community, there's a growing understanding of what it means, but there's nothing that can replace the full word .irish, and that's what we're hoping to bring to market. One of the things we'll be doing in the course of this podcast series, and it's the reason why we felt we needed a podcast to explain and explore uh, what it means to be .irish and and to identify with this new top-level domain, Uh, we're going to be talking to the diverse range of people who have chosen to use a .irish domain name for one reason or another. And there are many and varied reasons, just as there are many and varied types of individuals and organisations, be they businesses, be they non-profits, be they individuals themselves and uh, people using it as a personal brand. There are so many different uh, people, but one uh, person in one of the interviews we've already talked about said just what you're saying there, Gene, that uh, when they're doing business outside of Ireland, uh, in Britain in particular, they find themselves having to explain what .ie means. People say, well, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. You don't have that problem really with .irish. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> and it, it's 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 one of those truths that are self-evident. It is not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. As I say, we're going to be hearing more about uh, individuals' experience, and I think this isn't uh, a truth that can be explored in one episode alone. But uh, before we go any further, Michaela, I want to, to ask you and talk to you about what you think is the importance of .irish, because Black Knight are, um, really have been engaged with the brand new uh, GTLD process uh, from very early on. We've been talking about it uh, for a long time on podcasts and blog posts and things like that. And as a business, we've been preparing very heavily for it. There are hundreds of those and Black Knight is involved with being a registrar for hundreds of new generic top level domains. But what's special about .irish, uh, Michele, in your view? Well, I think as Jean put it, you know, we're an Irish company, .irish speaks to the Irish community. You know, it, it, one of the things, I mean, if you remember when we spoke to Kevin Murphy, it must have been a year and a half, two years ago, and he was, when we were talking to him about new TLDs, the idea that the, the domain extension would carry some meaning. I mean, in .com, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything, really. It means everything or nothing. Whereas you go to a .irish domain or .irish website, you see a .irish email address on somebody's business card, they're asserting either their personal identity or their company's identity or their organization's identity. They're clearly saying, I am Irish, we are Irish, we're proud to be Irish, we want people to know that we're Irish. I would agree with that, Michele. I think one of the things that happens with .irish, particularly outside of the the Republic of Ireland, is that at the very least, it allows you to declare your, your affinity for the Irish. You don't have to go looking at the Irish-American community, which is huge and vibrant and has a really strong affinity with Ireland. But you go to 
you know, even small little towns in the middle of Montenegro, and you'll find an Irish bar. You'll you go to, um, you know, you'd be walking down the street in in some city, and you come across an an Irish bar or even an Irish restaurant. Not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. Or you look at, you know, the the Irish brand, um, which we we had in uh, Buenos Aires last week when um, the Irish ambassador to to Argentina spoke. You know, welcoming the the global ICANN community to to the ICANN meeting in Dublin later this year, and the reception that got was it was really really impressive. There's a very strong positive. Um, affinity with with the Irish brand. And I think Dot Irish is beautifully positioned to to maximise on that. You know, I don't travel as much as uh, either of you two guys do, and uh, sometimes I think sitting at home in Ireland and uh, reading the um, the media, reading the Irish media, you know, Sunday newspapers or whatever, and uh, hearing about how everybody loves us all around the world. We're we're such a a, um, a well regarded nation and all of that. And you know, sometimes I, I worry that that's maybe a little bit of rose tinted glasses. But when I hear you say it, Michaela. Uh, because I know you travel the world so much I'm inclined to take it a little bit more seriously but I want to hear what Jean thinks because Jean I know that you're very much American although you were saying to me you have very strong Irish roots as well um, is, it, is it true? Are we really that well regarded uh, worldwide? I, I, yeah, I actually think as strong as we describe it we're often understated in our description of it mm. um, the impact that the Irish diaspora has, uh, has had globally is profound. Uh, There's just no way way of um, escaping that fact. We have a presence almost everywhere in the world, including in the Asian marketplace. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, I was working down in Ecuador, and I I discovered very quickly um, the affinity of the Ecuadorian, particularly military, Mm -hmm. for the Irish, because one of their revolutionary leaders was a gentleman named Higgins, who had immigrated from Ireland Mm -hmm. to, uh, to Quito, Ecuador. And uh, he became a leader in, the, in their independence movement from Spain, and he's held in very high regard. And as a matter of fact, that last name, Higgins, is still held in very high regard in the Ecuadorian population. But taking that a step further, I mean, uh, let's, just, let's look what has happened in, in recent months. We, we all know that we've had some challenging times economically. It was worldwide. But we did see a, a smaller diaspora that went out to Australia. It went to Canada. It went to South Africa. It went global. Um, but that's happened in generations before this, this previous generation. So um, you, you just can't really do it justice when you describe it. And I will be the first to tell you that mm. while I have lived both in America and in the Republic, I will tell you that even living in America, growing up in New York City, I was from a majority Irish neighborhood. <laughs> it was not exclusive, mm. but I remember walking as a child, walking into somebody's home and meeting an adult that did, didn't have an Irish accent and leaning into my friend and saying, what is wrong with your mother? <laughs> if you're to take a step back and analyze it, what in your view is uh, the reason that perhaps Ireland is well regarded and the, maybe not so much Ireland specifically, but the Irish and people of Irish descent internationally. Is there something you can put a finger on? Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think that uh, I don't want to say this is exclusive to the Irish, mm. but I would say that the Irish in general are um, a fairly compassionate people. They're a warm people. And let's face it, we have the ability to have a conversation with anyone even if they don't speak the same language. 
it, it's a character trait I think that that is shared. Now, now others may not agree with me on that, but I really do think that our our ability to be welcoming, even when we're in a foreign land, hmm. is something that sets us apart from other cultures. Michaela, you mentioned ICANN 53. It's just concluded in Buenos Aires. Uh, welcome back from that. Now, one of the things that's interesting is that um, at uh, Buenos Aires, of course, was the handover from ICANN 53 to ICANN 54. Uh, Michaela, you alluded to it there. Uh, the Irish uh, ambassador spoke, Barry Rhodes, CEO of INEX, uh, the peering exchange in Dublin, which is uh, the hosting organization for the next ICANN event in October in Dublin, uh, also gave a presentation there as well. And uh, you said to me when we spoke spoke last week, uh, Michele, that there's a particular interest in coming to Dublin and a very positive reaction to the presentations by the ambassador and by INEX. Oh, definitely. I mean, the the buzz that's been in the ICANN community since Dublin was announced as the host uh, for the October meeting has been incredible. Mm. I mean, the last couple of months I've been getting a constant flow of emails from people you know who are planning to come over here most of them are bringing their girlfriends boyfriends wives husbands um some of them are bringing their 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 children uh, a lot of them are looking at either coming over a week or so or more earlier or staying for a week or 10 days afterwards um and if i don't know what the exact number of attendees is going to look like for dublin but i'd be surprised if it was below 3000 I get the sense, Michaela, that uh, it's a it's a matter of particular personal pride and personal interest to you. You've been around the world to various ICANN meetings. Uh, you've been a, a guest in the countries of many of your friends and colleagues in the ICANN community. Michaela, I know INEX is the hosting organisation. Your company, Black Knight, is a, a member of INEX, uh, and so you're involved from that point of view. But you're also, it's a personal thing, you're, you're looking forward to welcoming people to Dublin. A lot of people are looking to those of us they know from the Irish community and you know, they associate the entire thing with us, even though I've repeatedly said that we are not the host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the, the buzz around it has been fantastic. And I think this goes back to the original point we were discussing. I mean, around, you know, the, the kind of general vibe about about the about the Irish and, and being Irish and that entire thing. I mean, another thing is if you look at... Um, how the Irish ambassador to Argentina addressed the addressed the crowd um, last Thursday. Now, if he'd been the ambassador from pretty much any other country, he'd probably have just done it in in English or in his own country's language. Mm. But our ambassador actually addressed the crowd first in absolutely fluent, flawless Spanish, and then switched to English. Mm. Mm. And that's that's another thing I think that. You know the the Irish kind of tend to do to a certain degree is we we tend to kind of integrate um, more deeply in a lot of countries. I mean, we sure there might be an Irish American community um, or an Irish you know whatever country community all around the place, but at the same time we do integrate pretty well um, locally, and we you know we end up um, you know having a certain uh, kind of status, I suppose. Um, I mean, you go to New York or or other U.S. cities where there's a strong Irish community and you just look, look at the kind of positions people are in there. I mean, they're not... They, you know, they've risen to, to, to hold very powerful positions. Is it fair to say that you, uh, you go abroad and you're not just Michaela Nealon, you are Michaela.Irish in a way, <laughs> that Irishness is a part of your personal brand, certainly when you go abroad and when you deal with people internationally? I suppose to a point, but I mean, I wouldn't be... 
it wouldn't be my the only kind of selling point. No, not I the mean, only one, but it's it's. I'm saying it's part of it. Uh, oh, no, totally. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And and is that is that does that relate to your decision then, Michele, to purchase uh, and register Michele.irish uh, as a personal domain name for yourself? Of course. I mean, I you know the thing is, I you know as as anybody knows uh, who knows me knows I. I have an affinity with domain names and I like playing around with them and using them actively. With when Dot Irish was launching, uh, I made sure that I got got a Michaeli Dot Irish. I had to. I mean, there was no way I could possibly um, not get that domain. I was, you know, it was a deal breaker. Well, I was it, going to get that domain. It's God one, damn it! It's one thing to register a domain and to have it as a trophy, uh, Michaeli. Um, but Jean, I want to ask you in particular: What are the ways that people are choosing to use .irish? I mean, um, it's it's when you think of I think of a new top level domain. We're into new territory here. It's not just .com or .net. These new top level domains are about extending your your brand and your identification into that right right hand side of the dot, as it were. What are you finding? are the ways in which uh, people are using .irish. We're going to hear some examples of it in the, the weeks ahead on this podcast series. Uh, <laughs> but in general terms, could you uh, explore that and introduce that idea for us? How are people using .irish? Um, they're using .irish in a variety of ways. One of the ways is to, they may have a brand identity within the Irish market, but they want to take that a step further and say, not only does my brand, not only is this my brand and I'm famous, I'm also famous because I'm Irish. Um, and I know that sounds somewhat sophomoric, but we see these people who are just very interested in having that identity of .irish. But we've also seen it across sporting organizations, educational organizations, um, what we would call here in the States NGOs, non-government organizations. And just the simple person like myself, I'll, I'll be very candid, I, I have registered two domain names. Um, one, I registered my surname.irish, caron.irish, because I want to protect that for my family. Hmm. Um, I want to protect that for my family worldwide. I want to be able to have that domain name that says gene at caron.irish. But I have also... Um, reserved the genecaron.irish and I'm actually not quite sure what I'm going to do with that name but it's very very important for me being an Irish person to have that identity that I can reserve now and use it later and I I have a uh, personal training business on the side Mm. I may use it for that or I may hold on to that for uh, maybe familial purposes. I'm not quite sure yet but the opportunity is there now. That's That's the selling point. You can have the Irish as your identity and it's it really is the new digital identity for Irish people worldwide. And as we've said it's not tied into geography or or or, or politics. This is uh this is about being as Irish as you feel, you know, not to and I I don't mean that in any kind of a disparaging way, uh, mm-hmm. but it is something that uh, I th- the way I describe it, I think Irishness is bigger than just the politics. It's bit bigger than just the geography. Uh, and an obvious one, Gene, is is cultural organisations and cultural activities. Are you seeing a lot of interest in that area? And uh, do you think that will be a, an opportunity for Dot Irish? I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for Dot Irish. I mean, I, let's just say, from, and I don't mean to equate, and I don't mean to be oversimplistic in equating the travel industry with culture, but mm. they are they are interrelated. Um, we're going to be seeing, and we've already seen interest on in travel organizations who want to bring people to the Republic of Ireland from various places across the world. And my travel agency, Irish, I mean, that says it all right there. It's intuitive, 
on the spot. I know this is about Ireland. Um, from cultural perspective, absolutely. I mean, just think about it for a moment. Art.irish, museum.irish, uh, language.irish, irish.irish. I mean, it, it says everything about who you are just by having that, that name to the right of the dot. And I may as well, you know, wave my Gael Gore flag here as well and say that that is something that particularly interests me. And uh, we have, uh, I know that there is Learn.Irish. Um, there is uh, Speak.Irish, I think, is a premium uh, name. I don't know if that's been registered yet, Gene, um, but I think it's a very interesting one. And uh, one of the pioneers in the Founders Programme that you've had uh, and who will be featured on this podcast series in a couple of weeks uh, is Bitesize.Irish, uh, which is uh, founded and run by... By, um, a, a guy actually who's an old friend of mine um, who I've known for many many years uh, both personally and online and uh, that's a young man called Ono Crahur from Ennison County Clare and he's uh, going to be our guest uh, in week three of this podcast series and yes we decided uh, because Owen and I normally when we'd speak uh, when we'd meet we'd speak only Irish language to each other we wouldn't generally speak in English so what we actually did was we decided we're going to record a podcast uh, in the English language uh, for the broader audience who are interested in this uh, but before we did that we had a chat about it in Irish first and that's uh, what we're actually going to publish in the podcast series we're going to actually put out the two of those uh, you can hear the actual official English language podcast uh, or you can hear the Irish version of our conversation uh, which we sort of had informally before that as well but as I say Irishness is a very broad thing and, and it includes Irish language it doesn't exclude anyone and uh, it is something that uh, I'm very very interested in uh, helping to promote over the next few weeks Michaela, let's talk about business. You've registered Michaela.irish for personal reasons, as you say. You've also registered BlackKnight.irish, and that's being used at the moment as a landing page for .irish domain names. Yes, it's also going out. It's also the, uh, the, the domain name we reference in our print advertising, as well as uh, on various social media networks. Mm. Plus, we've also set up um, the email addresses to the correspond and all that as well. The thing with for us is... You know, we offer a bunch of different domain extensions. I mean, the way we're using them is, how can I put this? It's probably helpful in terms of marketing the extensions, but we, we haven't switched our primary website over to any, any new TLD. Um, because what we're, do- we're doing is we're, we're, using, we're using the new TLDs um, for specific things. So, like, for example, mm. we have blackknight.press, which goes to our press room, mm. and that's completely branded on that domain. And when .blog goes live next year, um, we will have um, blackknight.blog, and we, we will move from blog.blackknight.com. Do you think, Michele, that that is how businesses in general will, uh, in many cases, use new generic top-level domains, uh, that they'll assign them to different purposes within their organisations and uh, use them in a complementary way rather than having them all redirect to the same site? I think it's going to depend a lot on the business, to be honest. I mean, for certain, in certain certain sectors, it makes absolute sense to have multiple domain names that point to specific parts of a larger website. Mm. So I mean, if you look at, um, you know, let's say, some big company that has a range of products at di- aimed at different markets, at different verticals and all that, I mean, using um, vertical-specific domain names to, to take people... I mean, it's, in some ways, it's like, a, it's like a URL shortener, except it's an actual... It's actually it, it's more of a domain rather than just a, a URL tagged onto something else. So you know, let's say for argument's sake, 
we could have, say, blacknight.email and point it to our email hosting, mm. just as an example. I'm not saying we're going to do that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what the, if there's an actual answer for that. I think we're seeing to date um, a variety of different different types of uses. I mean, there's some very big brands that have their own um, top-level domain. Mm. And, it, you know, we don't really know what they're going to do with those, but we're already seeing some of them um, playing around a little, dipping their toes in the water, trying different things out. But, I mean, it gives you it gives you some wonderful options. I mean, it's you know, the thing is this. It's like the bit on the right of the dot now has meaning. Yeah. It's not, ju- it's not an afterthought. You don't have to... You're not going to look at the domain name in a print ad. And I think it's in print and on radio and things like that where somebody's actually speaking out the, the domain name. That's where you're going to see a lot of strength and a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of the power in the new top-level domain will come from. Um, now, I know... Just, from, I, I think it's a different, different way of dealing with things. Now, speaking of that meaning, I, I know from working um, at Black Knight over the last couple of years, uh, Michele, and in particular, you've had me do a lot of work in relation to some Irish language work we've done and other marketing work that we've done which has the uh, intent of underlining the Irishness uh, of Black Knight. Again, it's not everything that Black Knight is about, but at Black Knight as a company, uh, one of the aspects of it is, is Irishness. And I've found sometimes, in some cases, dealing with people and talking to some people, they've said... That's an interesting approach, but why are you why are you emphasizing the Irishness? Uh, but as you've pointed out to me before, Michele, there are benefits, especially I think the people who don't get it perhaps are people who don't market internationally or aren't doing business internationally in many cases. But um, if you're talking about doing business internationally, there are certain benefits uh, to saying, well, we're in Ireland, uh, subject to Irish and EU data protection laws and uh, free of uh, certain types of surveillance uh, in this country. Um, it is one aspect, uh, whether you talk about corporate tax or whether you talk about talent or whether you talk about uh, law and uh, data protection regimes, Irishness is uh, something that has meaning and not just in a cultural uh, sense, but also in a business sense. Oh, definitely. But I mean, there's lots of different angles to this, Con. I mean, part of it is the fact that, you know, we're an Irish-owned company. And the reason why we emphasize that a lot of the time is if you look at the hosting and domain market, the number of independent players is reducing all the time. Mm. Uh, you know, if you talk to Gene, if he'd been, if he, when he was working the channel with Newstar, say, three years ago, he'd probably have to talk to almost double the number of companies. Absolutely. But over the last 24, 36 months, the number of those companies has reduced down quite dramatically mm. as, as some of the bigger players have just bought up all the, all the smaller, com- smaller competitors. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in, in our sector. I mean, you see it in many other sectors where you know, the, the, there is diversity, but the diversity at, at some points is becoming a case of, you know, you've got these very large conglomerates that are buying everything up left, right and center. And when we were at the SME Awards down in Cork, um, earlier this year, one of the things that, that, that Damien Mully said was, you know, this is an award, was an awards for, for indigenous Irish companies, mm. for companies that are here in Ireland creating jobs in Ireland, supporting the Irish, the Irish economy. We're not in it here just for, for the tax breaks or whatever. We're not going to, to jump, uh, jump ship and move our operations overseas just to save a couple of euro. And I think that's something as well that, you know, when we're selling into the Irish market and into other markets, it's something that mm. can work to our favour. What does that Irish do for you internationally in terms of search engine optimization? Well, th- there's no 100% clear 
answer to that. I mean, anybody who claims with you know that with 100% certainty that registering a .irish or any other top-level domain is going to guarantee uh, better search results um, is it's not that's not entirely true. What is interesting, though, and this is just the thing to look at in terms of giving it all a context, Google is all in on new TLDs. I mean, they applied for a couple of hundred. So they're, they're, they're looking at new TLDs actively. They've already launched several. They're going to be launching a bunch more. They've, they've grabbed um, a bunch of TLDs for their brands. So things like .google, .youtube, uh, and several more are now uh, controlled by Google. What they're going to do with them all, I don't know. But if you look at it in terms of the kind of factors that Google and other search engines look at, if you're trying to put, if you're using a .irish domain and other people are using a .irish domain to promote something which has an Irish aspect to it, then logically speaking, you're going to find more Irish related content under a .irish, like just in much the same way as you're going to find media and press related content under a .press. So I think in that in that case in that scenario, the dot Irish domain will work for you. It's certainly very interesting, and there's no doubt that the whole top level domains uh, um, situation is very very interesting, very challenging, and very exciting at the moment. And uh, it's I think appropriate that we've taken uh, dot Irish uh, as uh, the subject of a new podcast series and going to give us an opportunity to uh, focus on that and uh, learn more about it. If you want to find out more about it, listeners, just check us out at Trailblazers dot Irish because that's what the focus of this podcast series is about. Uh, you can find contact details there on the website. There'll be a subscribe button for you to subscribe to get future uh, editions of this podcast. And each week we'll bring you uh, a chat with um, somebody who's using .irish in an interesting, diverse or creative way uh, to promote themselves, their business, their community or whatever it may be. Michaela, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jean, I want to thank you for joining us. And uh, just to ask you finally, how's the launch going for you? I have to say um, we're all extremely delighted by the numbers that we're seeing. Um, uh, but we're also delighted by the interest that we're seeing. There's an, an awful lot of inquiries about .irish and how people can use it. And it's generated a, a fantastic discussion in, the, in the, user, the Irish community out there because fundamentally this is about creating a better digital identity for the Irish. And um, that has piqued everyone's interest. Um, and there's more to come. And we're very, very excited to be doing this. That was Jean Kieran from Dot Irish LLC, the company behind the Dot Irish top-level domain registry. Michaela Nealon was there as well from Black Knight. That's the company which brings you this podcast series, Trailblazers.irish. If you type that into the internet, it'll bring you to the Trailblazers.irish website, where you can hear all the podcasts, get more information, and click the feed icon at the top of the screen to subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like your own .irish domain name, go to blackknight.irish. Next week on the show, we'll be talking to Stephen O'Sullivan from printing.irish. It's Misha Conan Winnichan, Gudian Tachtan Jachuin, Sloan, August Benacht. <laughs>